And you are listening to Let's Let Go, Go Racing. Racing. Hello, everybody. I am Mike Babbitts, uh, the voice of the Wilmot Raceway and the host of the Let's Go Racing Motorsports Report. And uh, Tim Stewart, uh, co-owner of 216 The Net, is with me here, uh, manning our board and, and keeping us on the air. Uh, and uh, this today and this week, we're going to be talking with Jerry Galloway, who is with the uh, Midwest Stock Car Association. I believe I've got the name of uh, the organization correct. If not, I'm sure Jerry will correct me. Um, but we're going to be talking about a big event they have coming up uh, this weekend at Madison International Speedway up in Oregon, Wisconsin. Uh, we'll also have our last results from the Wilmot Raceway. Uh, the season winded down this last Saturday night with a great event. It turned out to be a gorgeous uh, day and an evening yeah, for racing. International Speedway. And uh, so Wisconsin. we'll be talking a little bit about those results and also about some upcoming events in uh, the world of motorsports. Uh, still a lot of racing yet to go on, even though Wilmot has winded down. They do have their Sunday afternoon flea markets continuing for about five more weeks. Uh, but uh, that uh, the race season is over. It's hard to believe. It just yep. got going Man, back in fast. April, but uh, it's it's already gone. My my soccer season's half over. I mean, I look at the <laughs> and I you know the older we get, Mike, the quicker these things go by. This is true. Uh, but I think sometimes we go into it think, wow, it's going to be over before we know it. And we don't really enjoy the experience along the way right that's um, what you want to do you want to enjoy the journey because uh, the end result uh, is is a lot of memories uh, hopefully pleasant memories so uh, uh, you know we'll be uh, uh, we'll be getting uh, getting into some of the upcoming events that we still have coming up uh, in the next oh two three weeks because uh, there is still some racing going on and folks may want to go to different tracks try out a different track uh, and you know, see what uh, see what that type of racing is all about. So, uh, as always, we like to say, you know, support your local short track uh, because that's where all the big boys uh, usually started out uh, that are running in NASCAR and IRL and and all the other big divisions, uh, even NHRA, the drag racers. Uh, so um, again, but you can go to WilmotRaceway.com. Uh, they do help bring us this program still. And you can go to WilmotRaceway.com for final point standings, stories. Um, also, be watching for it for the 2019 schedule and information about meetings, etc. That will be coming up. So check that out at WilmotRaceway.com. Also, Libertyville Manor and Young at Heart Preschool, located on Peterson Road in Libertyville, also helps to bring this uh, program to you because that's my day job. And they let me come in here and record. So uh, we do thank them at Libertyville Manor. Uh, coming up on October the 25th, we're going to have a, uh, or excuse me, October 18th, we're going to have an open house. And we're also going to have a adoption slash information event for House of Hope Canine Rescue. And that'll be uh, at Young at Heart and Libertyville Manor's campus on October the 18th, the Thursday afternoon from 3 until 6 o'clock, and we'll have more information about that as we get closer. Um, and Weeby Waxen, we want to thank Weeby Waxen. Uh, they provided me with my infield stand out at the Wilmot Raceway and, and uh, helped do that for us as well, Weeby Waxen. So, um, and uh, is it now is the time we want to take care of the station sponsors, or do we want to do that we a little can. bit later? We, we're going to take care of that now, and then we'll be getting to Jerry. We can do that. 
Uh, keep talking for a half. Keep a second. talking for a half a second. <laughs> okay, I'm talking for a half a second, and uh, again, we'll have the results from Wilmot Raceway a little later. Twenty-one six. The net is brought to you in part by the generous support of our sponsor, Northern Illinois Windows Inc. We are a commercial and residential window servicing company committed to providing the highest quality service at an affordable price. Our highly trained technicians will make every aspect of your window cleaning needs worry-free. Northern Illinois Windows, Inc. 815-385-6646. Again, 815-385-6646. 216th Net is sponsored and supported in part by Natural Therapy Wellness Center. 815-385-8190. McHenryMassage.com. How often do you take time for yourself? A massage can be a great way to pamper yourself, but it can also help alleviate or sometimes even cure those ailments that you deal with regularly. Contact us today to speak to one of our certified therapists about your needs. Natural Therapy Wellness Center, 815-385-8190. Twenty-one Six The Net is sponsored by and broadcast from Sticker Dude, the creators of Final Chaos. 815-322-2480. StickerDude.com. The Sticker Dude team brings over 25 years of experience from the graphic, marketing, and sales industry. Advertising on vehicles and other services. Full attention on the design, print, and installation is given to your project. From in-house full-time installers to our top-of-the-line printing and finishing room. Contact us today to learn what you need to look for and why before committing to making an investment in vehicle wraps. We're not your corner sign shop. Sticker Dude, call 815-322-2480. Experience, education, character, an inherent ability with numbers, an exceptional CPA. These are the reasons why business owners choose Eric Mason of Mobile Accounting for their bookkeeping, payroll, and tax services. Call Eric at Mobile Accounting, 224-321-6859. That's 224-321-6859. Programming on 216th Net is brought to you in part by the support of our sponsor, XTech Repair. XTech Repair is a full service IT business specialist providing managed services with 24 hour business support, in store repair of broken cells, tablets, and screen replacements with both PC and Mac specialists on staff. Visit online at xtech.repair or in person at the corner of Pingree and 176 in Crystal Lake, Illinois, or call 815-516-8075. All right, the bills have been paid for another hour. So. Okay, <laughs> so we can stay on the air. Now, Gary is already in from uh, Singapore. Gary Hubner is in. Brittany May Watson says, thank you, everyone, for honoring my father the way you did Saturday, and she sends a big blue heart. And uh, Gary again says, good evening from Singapore. At uh, the, uh, the last show, um, <laughs> Gary from Singapore was the one who noticed the Texas flag was upside down. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you guys so got to keep an Gary's, eye on that stuff. Gary's a sharp character. <laughs> he, uh, he pays attention, and he's a, uh, 
You know, he's just doing great stuff for us over there. That's for sure. That's for sure. And, and, and well, now he's going to have to wait till 2019 for us to have him come to the races. But well, <laughs> but now he has longer to get, plan. Get, the, get that passport <laughs> updated, Gary. <laughs> so, um, and, uh, and we're going to talk a, a little bit more about the Jim Wildman Watson uh, tri- uh, classic that was this last Saturday that uh, his daughter was referring to. So we'll be talking a little bit more about that uh, a little bit later on in the show with some results. Uh, but we're going to now talk to Jerry Galloway. Uh, Jerry is joining us from, uh, where's your hometown again, Jerry? Hanover Park. Hanover Park. And uh, joining us from Hanover Park. And um, he is involved with a great organization. It was kind of a spinoff of the Midwest Enduro Stock Car Series that uh, ran for a lot of years. Uh, started out uh, by the, the late, great John McCarns and Tom Deary worked on it uh, in its infancy days. And then uh, for quite a while, Daryl Traber and his wife Joanne kind of headed it up. Uh, Then Mike Hennessy took it over from up in the uh, Baraboo area. And uh, now Jerry's uh, taking uh, taking the reins. And uh, Jerry, tell us a little bit about your organization. Well, um, we we enjoy the enduro style racing, the the longer races, the 200, uh, 300 lap races. we kind of put a spin on the Enduro Series. Um, we are a 5013C nonprofit organization. Mm-hmm. So no one uh, benefits personally from this. We're all volunteers. Um, um, we um, have two charities to date that we, have, we donate money to, uh, St. Jude's. Uh, Children's Research Hospital and the Shriners Children's Hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, we were able to donate $1,500 to each organization. Great. Um, this is our third year, and uh, it's slow growing. We're a, a small group of uh, enthusiasts that really enjoy the enduro-style racing, but uh, we all want to give something back, and uh, these two charities seem to be the place to do it right now. And I know uh, the last few years, uh, the main track that you, uh, the series has been running at has been Madison International Speedway up there in Oregon, Wisconsin, which actually offers two types of tracks because there's a smaller quarter mile uh, that has been built within the half mile track. And uh, I know one, one enduro was run uh, uh, on the half, uh, or do I have it goofed up? The, the one coming up is on the quarter Saturday, or is that the one and a half? One Saturday's on the half mile. We just raced to a quarter mile. Uh-huh. And um, before we go further, I really want to thank Greg McCarns. He has been instrumental in our being able to do this. Right. And, and Greg is, you know, John McCarns' son. Uh, Greg, for a lot of years, well, shoot, he worked out a track up in uh, Minnesota for a while, in Elko, Minnesota. Then he came down and uh, has worked uh, for a number of years at the Rockford Speedway. Uh, he kind of took over. It kind of grew out of the Arco series, uh, the old the old Arco series that his father got going. Uh, then it that grew into the NASCAR uh, short track series, which I'm drawing a blank on the name right now. Uh, his dad ran that for a while under the NASCAR banner, and then now it is the um, Arca Remax Midwest Tour, which Greg and his staff are taking care of. And, uh, you know, and, and he oversees, in addition to his duties at Madison International Speedway. 
And another thing that he's done is he's, he's actually brought racing of sorts back to the Milwaukee Mile at uh, the Wisconsin State Fairgrounds. Uh, and I believe tomorrow night is their last one for the summer or uh, for the season. They are running spectator drags on the front straightaway at the Milwaukee Mile. Uh, I believe they've done this one Tuesday each month. And I'm pretty sure if I saw all the postings correct that tomorrow is, is it. Uh, and it's, uh, it's been working out fantastic from what I understand. Uh, and uh, that's up at the Milwaukee Mile right on the front straightaway. So you can actually say you raced the Milwaukee Mile. And I know, Jerry, you did race the Milwaukee Mile uh, with the old Midwest Enduro Stock Car Series. We did. And it was a lot of fun. Yep, that's for sure. So, uh, uh, again, I mean, the McCarns family has been involved in racing <laughs> for a long time. And uh, John McCarns actually got me started uh, years ago when I came to the Waukegan Speedway. And, and actually, John left Waukegan that year to go full-time with Artco and uh, to be moving that series forward. And uh, as they say, the rest is history. Um, so tell us a little bit about uh, the event that you had a couple of weeks ago, uh, who was your winner, and then uh, what we've got coming up this Saturday and what folks can expect out there at Madison International Speedway. Um, well, the last event was... Uh, on a quarter mile, it was a very good race. It uh, attrition, of course, uh, happens in enduro racing, and uh, we we had um, we had uh, three cars at the end when we started with uh, we started with ten cars. Unfortunately, my car didn't make it on the track. <laughs> <laughs> Not a good thing. Was I don't know what happened exactly, but. Um, it will make it on the track this this coming weekend. Um, the uh, um, the association is is um, struggling to get cars. Mm-hmm. We, need, we need a bigger car count. We have a few sponsors who, if you don't mind, I'd like to mention. Go right ahead. Um, Beam Incorporated is owned by Glenn Galloway. Which happens to be my brother, but Pincala mm-hmm. um, Auto Solutions has uh, the Pincala family has been behind us uh, immensely. They're just a great, great family. And Advanced Refractory. Um, these are the races we put on our sponsor, mm-hmm. and our donations come from our entry fees and fans and other donations. Um, we, we have been, like I said, struggling to get cars. So what we've done is we've taken a vote. This is an association. It's not run by any one person. It's run by the whole club. So everything that we do is voted on and goes through all the club members. So we have taken a vote and we are offering first time drivers. Mm-hmm. Free entry into the race, and all we ask is they make a small donation, whatever they feel like they want to give to the charities. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can give or nothing at all. Just come on out and race with us. I think once you see what we're doing, you'll get hooked. 
and and I know that sometimes there's been some confusion, and maybe uh, you can help clarify that as as far as rules. I mean, pretty much, if you've got a race car, um, a fendered car. Now, I'm not going to say that you're allowing open wheels, uh, you know, modified or anything like that. But if you've got a fender car, and you race it at your local short track, for example, Wilmot Raceways, street stocks are done for the season. If they wanted to come and run the Enduro on Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon, they would be welcome to do that and basically would kind of be running in their own class. Uh, they wouldn't necessarily be competing against all the, the cars that regularly run asphalt, that regularly run a half mile, uh, or that have run a half mile before. Um, but uh, they'd be welcome to come and uh, and give it a shot, give it a try. And like you say, they wouldn't even have to pay an entry fee this Saturday uh, they could just come have some fun uh, before they put the car away for the winter or sell it uh, or whatever they're going to do with it. Or, or maybe, you know, uh, this last Saturday night we had a lot of drivers that wanted to have mechanics races and things like that at Wilmot. Well, we had a full show, and as it was with accidents, et cetera, uh, we, we wrapped it up uh, finally about 10 after 11 is, uh, is, when, the, uh, is when the late model feature got compl- completed. Um, you know, so we didn't really have time for mechanics races and that kind of thing. Well, an enduro is almost a time that you could put your mechanic in the car if you wanted and let him run a segment or she. And then maybe, yep. you know, because Absolutely. switching switching drivers is allowed in enduro racing, correct? Yes. Yes. Um, and, and extremely hot days, we've done it many times. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, yeah, no, you can switch. You can switch drivers. That's not a. That's not an issue. Sure, bring your car out. Come on out and run with us. Have some fun. I mean, it's 200, 200 laps on a half on a half mile at Madison International Speedway. It's a lot of fun. Um, uh, Rockford has has a class that would fit right in with us. Very competitive. And. Um, any, like you said, just about any Fender car that feels like they would be in a competitive nature with us mm-hmm. would be more than welcome. And like I said, they don't have to pay a thing. Right. If, they're, if their hearts are big and they feel like donating, then they can donate. It's all for the kids. Right. This is what we're doing it for. We're doing it for charity. And uh, I, I've talked to a few different promoters, and they said, you know, one of the things you just mentioned, Rockford, and, of course, the Roadrunners are very similar to, to the Enduro-type cars. Uh, but Rockford always has their Bahama Brackets uh, in October after the Short Track Championships. And uh, a lot of drivers from a lot of different tracks all over the Midwest, all over the country, come in for the Bahama Brackets. And pretty much, you know, again, if you've got a race car and it's got – you know, four wheels on it and a steering wheel and a, and a cage, uh, you can pretty much run the Bahama brackets. And, and uh, a lot of, you know, some of the promoters I've spoken with it from various tracks have said that they felt uh, coming and running with the Enduro uh, on Saturday would be a good prelude to going to the Bahama brackets. It'd give them a chance to kind of see what it's like to be out there with some different type of cars because that's what will happen at Bahama at the brackets and uh, also to give them a chance to run asphalt particularly if they're dirt cars true very true and at least 
at least half of us, maybe a little more, will be at the brackets. Mm-hmm. We try to make that every year. So um, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, it's a great race. Like I said, our, our, our bugaboo is car count, and we're trying to do everything we can to get that car count out. Now, we only run two times a year. We're looking to add a third show. Um, we're talking to Rockford. They're very interested in running a charity event. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we would, you know, we'd love to get the car con up, up to make a good show. Um, but again, it's no no place else right now you can run an enduro style race. Right. You can run the 200, 250 laps, which most drivers once they once they get the feel of that race it's their hook it's nothing nothing like it well uh, another thing and and you and i'll talk off air too because i know of another track that's willing to talk with you uh about you know bringing an enduro event in um you know they've got some possible openings in their schedule uh for 2019 and they're willing to take a look at uh filling one of those openings uh, with uh, with an enduro charity type event, so uh, like I say, we'll we'll talk off air a little bit more about that and uh, see if I can get you connected with those folks. Um, it would be a little different type of, of track than the than some of the guys are used to. Some of them have raced on on uh, dirt before, but some of them it's uh, strictly uh, uh, you know asphalt is their experience. But uh, hey, you know, uh, racing's racing, and you'll get used to it. <laughs> well, back in the day, the Enduros ran on asphalt, on dirt, road course. Yep. It quarter mile, half mile, mile. It didn't matter to us where we raced. Right. It was just the fun of racing. Yeah, yeah. I, I can remember, well, and for a lot of years, uh, Lake Geneva Raceway was kind of the home to the uh, – to the uh, yeah. enduros, uh, you know, we we always had one there Memorial Day weekend. Uh, we always had one there Labor Day weekend. Uh, uh, a lot of times there was one uh, in October around Halloween. And um, the, the thing about it too, about enduro racing, and and I'll kind of you know mention this, and then you can kind of take it uh, from there, Jerry. Is is enduro racing is set up to run pretty much no matter what the conditions are. Uh, of uh, of the weather, and um, you know maybe you can talk a little bit more about that and and why that is that enduro racing races, no matter what the weather. Well, as as as, as long as there's no lightning, mm-hmm. and nothing threatens um, anybody personally, um, unless it's a deluge, we do try to run rain or shine. Mm-hmm. And it's always been the way it was. It's going back to when they first started. Right. Um, we've gotten away from actually leaving vehicles on the racetrack. Uh, we do get them off the track, throw yellow and get them off the track. Uh-huh. Uh, but years and years ago, they used to just leave the car on the track. Right, right. Yep. They've even gone to, uh, they've even had uh, water running down one of the corners. Um, but back then you also had 80 to 100 cars. Right. For, so, I mean, it was well, nose to tail to start. Right. 
Yep, so yep. you could you could literally get lapped before you even got started. <laughs> <laughs> Just about. And I can remember uh, uh, doing uh, announcing one of the Enduros down at the Grundy County Speedway in Morris, and you probably remember this because I'm sure you were there, Jerry. Um, it started, and 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 they kept coming up to the tower, you know, and then uh, uh, the officials uh, were talking and saying, okay, or, you know, it uh, we can see the storm coming from the west. You know, what are we going to do? And we got the preliminary ceremonies, the national anthem, all that done. Got the drivers in the cars, got them ready to go. And maybe five minutes before they got ready to go, the skies opened up. There was no lightning at the time. And that's what everybody kept coming on the radio saying, okay, just watch for lightning. If there's no lightning, we're going to go. And um, it was funny because some of the drivers were used to running on asphalt. So some of them had a full windshield, a regular windshield, and some of them even had windshield wipers on uh, on the car. A uh, couple others remarked that, hey, you know, we got our rain on. The water, you know, once we get going, the water's just going to kind of slide off and it won't be a di- an issue. But the guys that were kind of, it was kind of funny, the guys that came from dirt that had the screens, um, they had a challenge because the, the water was just coming in through the screen, and uh, and they were going through a few tear-offs, uh, which you normally wouldn't use on, on an asphalt track, but they did for a little while. We got rolling slowly in the beginning, and then um, you know the rain let up. The cars would start going faster. The track eventually would dry dried out on its own just from the heat of the tires and that and the cars. And uh, we we never did we did not delay the start of that race because we never got any lightning. Uh, well, we got some pretty good rain for a little bit. Uh, the fans were troopers. Uh, they some of them just brought out the ponchos and umbrellas and just stuck it out in the stands. Or some of them at Grundy just went underneath the stands and and uh, could see you know kind of through the stands a little bit for a little while. Um, but it, it it ended up working out okay. It was and I, talking to drivers afterwards. Uh, you know, they had a lot of fun. It was a little bit different and uh, a little bit different kind of an event to do. So it's uh, like you say, and then there's days like you mentioned that uh, you've raced and it's been, you know, on track temperatures well over 100. And, you know, you kind of needed a lot of hydration and you needed some maybe even a substitute driver. But uh, uh, I'll never forget that event uh, uh, at Grundy. That was that was a lot of fun. <laughs> Yes, those, those, those events are fun. And dirt track drivers have a slight advantage on wet pavement because they know how to slide the car through the turn. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this, is, this is true. This is definitely true. Um, explain a, a little bit again. You know, we got folks from Singapore, a lot of times Australia, all over uh, that are tuning in to the Let's Go Racing Motorsports show. And maybe you could explain a little bit about an enduro car, what what it is. We, you and I, have been talking about a full fender car, and folks out there may say, "What are they talking about?" So maybe we can educate them a little bit. Well, an enduro car is a full frame car. Um, it's typically a lot of people run the Impalas, the um, uh, the fo- the full size Monte Carlos. Uh, metric monies. Um, it's it's full frame. It has a roll cage in it, and as of 
recently, I'd say the last five, ten, maybe ten years, uh, they've gone to race seats with five-point harnesses minimum uh, for safety reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've evolved a little bit. We've we used to run strictly on DOT tires, a stock 350 engine. Uh, we're given a cam, uh, a, a lift on a cam, but basically everything else is stock. There is a compression rule of 160. The rules that we implement are are mostly safety rules. Right. Okay. The guys that are running now, there's it, we're not running for a purse. Mm-hmm. We're running for the kids. So nobody's out there trying to push the rules. Um, we've eased a lot of the rules up. We've gone with racing shocks and springs. Um, the eight inch Hoosier American racer or, um, Goodyear tire. Uh, we've gone to an eight inch footprint, uh, gives the car a little more stability, probably a little more speed. Um, you have to watch the wear and tear, especially on the right front. Right. With the, with the larger tires. Mm-hmm. Um, Everybody seems to really enjoy that. And you, you have a little more control of the car. Of course, the speeds are a little bit faster, not that much. Right. Um, it's, uh, we've, been trying, we've been trying to ease the rules to let other cars come race. Mm-hmm. And um, so the, the basic motor rules there... Um, like I said, our 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 inspections are mainly safety inspections. Right. Um, only one time have we done a post race. That's not saying we won't, but we 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 checked the three top cars and they were all within compression. The lift was good. There, uh, everything everything was right. I mean, so nobody's out there pushing pushing the rules. Um, like I said. If if we allow other cars in, there's really no rule rules. You know you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And like you said, they would be they would run more or less their own race within a race. Right. It, it, in enduro racing, I kind of liken it to uh, almost. Uh, I mean, I announced uh, announced for about ten years up at Road America, and a lot of times. We would have, you know, twelve different classes, or shoot, June sprints. Sometimes there was twenty different classes out there running on the the four mile course, all at the same time, and you had a you know a lot of different races going on within the race. And uh, to me, that's what we've we had that for a while in the enduro series because you had an A class, a B class, and a C class. Uh, mm-hmm. And that also determined how much money you were racing for. Um, and then for a while, we even had a six-cylinder class. We tried that, and so you were running with you know separate divisions uh, within the race, which, from an announcer standpoint, from a fan standpoint, was a little bit you know kind of fun because you know you could be watching a battle back for twentieth. That was actually a battle for first, maybe in the six-cylinder class, uh, or in the C division, 
and I think now you don't have the A, B, and C and that kind of thing, but you do kind of have the race within a race because if, the, for example, the cars from Rockford showed up, the Roadrunners, and, and they decided they just wanted to run as Roadrunners, uh, then, you know, the, the announcer would keep an eye and see who was leading in the Roadrunners. Uh, or if the guys from Wilmot decided to show up and there was, you know, four, five, six of them, uh, and they decided, okay, you know, we're going to run our, our regular dirt tires and we're going to run our, you know, dirt suspensions and we're going to run Wilmot rules, uh, then they'd be able to, you know, kind of have their own race within a race. And, and I think part of that comes down to, you know, kind of what short track racing was originally supposed to be all about. It was supposed to be a hobby. It was supposed to be for fun. And most of the time, you were racing supposedly for just the trophy or the checkered flag. Uh, I mean, when I started racing uh, in racing back in 1977 at Waukegan Speedway, we had two classes on Friday and Saturday night. We had late models and we had hobby stocks. That's all we had. And the hobby stocks, we'd get 100 of them on a Saturday night and they were racing in for only in the feature. They got $25 to win it, $15 for second, $10 for third, $5 for fourth. That was it. That was all they got. And they were happy as could be. We, like I say, we were getting, you know, almost 100 cars every Saturday night. So it was, yeah, we could have run an Enduro. Uh, sometimes we did because the feature would start oh, well over 20 cars on a quarter mile, a small quarter, uh, which was interesting. And we didn't have transponders either. Uh, I was the guy hand scoring. <laughs> so, um, you know, and, and to me that that's almost going, getting back to what racing's supposed to be about. I mean, these guys and gals are out there running now in, in the Midwest Stock Car Series um, for uh, for just the trophies, correct? Uh, or is there any cash yes. back or no, not? There, or it's, it's it's strictly it's strictly it's strictly for trophies. Um, uh-huh. The vision is that you come out, and especially people that love the 200, 250 lap races, right? You come out for bragging rights, and when you wake up the next morning, you look in the mirror and you feel pretty good about yourself because you just helped a bunch of kids that really need it. Right, right, and that that's. That's the vision we've had when we started this, mm-hmm. um, and that, that's what we'd like to continue. We'd like this to grow. I know it's going to be—it's a slow grow. I knew it when we started it. Right. Um, the, the the eight to ten cars that have stuck with it are an amazing group of people. Mm-hmm. Just an amazing group of people. Um, they really buy into it, helping the kids. Um, granted, it's not cheap going racing. No. There, there's nothing cheap about it. But to come out and to do something for somebody else and to give back after years of racing for purses and, and everything, it, it's a great feeling. And you really need to come out and either watch it or be a part of it. Right. And you you'll see something you really see something special. You'll see a group of, of very special people. Well, and and that that's 
racing people and, and kind of I'm going to kind of tie in. I was going to mention this uh, uh, later, but I'll, I'll mention it now. Um, I know, Jerry, you've heard about the young young man, and I think most of the racing world, most of the Facebook world has, a young man named Caleb Hammond, uh, 11 years old, uh, passed away a week ago today. Uh, he's uh, from the uh, near Oskaloosa, Iowa, where there's a, a dirt track there. Uh, at one point this summer, they had a, a Caleb Hammond race day on a Saturday morning. They had uh, about 50 cars and drivers show up. They had about 1,000 people show up, and they made a, a street stock or a stock car, a hobby stock. I'm not sure what the division is called there, but they made it special for Caleb, uh, 11 years old, and Caleb drove the race car in a, quote, race and won the race. And uh, it was uh, it was it was something to see that. And then uh, he also uh, a couple of weeks ago had a gentleman from a Ferrari dealership in Florida uh, send a Ferrari race car and driver and driver suit, specially outfitted for Caleb, uh, so that they could go to the Iowa Speedway. And uh, Caleb wanted to go 200 miles an hour in a race car. And he went 200-plus in a race car. Uh, and what makes Caleb special is uh, Caleb had battled leukemia, and he and his family decided uh, enough was enough earlier this summer. And at the time, it all started that he just wanted race stickers for his casket because he just loved racing. Well, they got so many race tickets or race stickers sent to him, including drivers from Wilmont and and uh, Steve Sinclair with the IRA series sent him stickers and all kinds of race teams were collecting stickers and sending them to him. Well, it got to the point where his mom posted on their Facebook page, thank you, thank you, thank you, but please, we don't need any more stickers. Uh, they had just boxes of stickers that people had collected at tracks and series and sent to him. Um, well, as I mentioned, he passed away this last week. Uh, we did remember him Saturday night at Wilmont uh, and dedicated the racer's prayer to, to him, um, as well as one of our own from Wilmont, uh, Fast Eddie Kalber, uh, an IRA and Wilmont sprint car driver who passed away last week. Uh, we remembered the two of them uh, in, our, in our racer's prayer last Saturday night. Uh, but it was kind of neat because uh, a couple of postings on Facebook uh, there was a racetrack in Quincy, which I believe is Quincy, Iowa, or Quincy, Illinois, Quincy Speedway. Uh, they had all of their cars Saturday night took two ceremonial laps. Uh, every race car that was there at the track that night went around the track two times in Caleb's memory. Uh, so that was, that was kind of neat. And I also understand last Monday prior to the start of uh, the Brickyard 400 uh, down at Indianapolis, they also remembered Caleb. Uh, so he definitely affected a lot of folks. And, um, you know, what you're doing certainly helps youngsters like Caleb. Um, and our, you know, thoughts and prayers continue to go out to Caleb's family and also to Eddie Kalber's family as well. Um, so, um, you know, that, and, and like you say, I mean, this just shows you the, the outpouring from the racing community. Um, 
most people had no idea or ever met Caleb. But they just did everything they could to help him uh, fulfill things on his bucket list. You know, whether it be driving a race car at Oskaloosa, Iowa on a dirt track, and that happens to be owned and co-promoted by uh, Terry McCarl, who drives sprint cars and actually raced this last weekend with the IRA in Iowa, uh, you know, all the way to NASCAR, you know. So it's uh, it's just kind of neat. That is, that is awesome. So um, we've got just a little bit of time left, and I do still have results to get in from uh, from Wilmot. But uh, this Saturday now, up at Madison International, it is a rain or shine event, uh, and I'm not sure what the forecast is right now. Uh, I think it's supposed it's, to be a nice day. It's supposed to be a nice day. That's that's a good thing, and so uh, you know we're looking forward to that this Saturday up at Madison. And what is the time frame for everybody? Uh, and okay. also, uh, you also have a Facebook page, I do believe. I'm not sure about a website, but if you want to give those out to folks, um, we can get those, and Tim might even be able to get that up on our on, uh, on our page to get information out to folks uh, where they can go for more information on the series and uh, whether they're a fan or a driver and want to come out this Saturday. Okay. Our Facebook page is Midwest Stock Car Association. Anyone can join the group. Uh, we have an email address at midweststockcar at gmail.com. Um, also on there is my phone number, and you feel free to call me with any questions. And I give it to you real quick, 630-244-8978. Okay, the race is Saturday, September 22nd. Pits open at 930 uh, gates open at 10.30. Drivers meeting at noon, and the race starts at 1 o'clock. And, and I uh, hope to see a lot more people there. And with an enduro, it, it, it does go pretty much nonstop. There are a couple of fuel stops uh, in, in between. Uh, and, and also, to, particularly if the weather ends up warm, it gives the, the drivers a chance to become hydrated. Uh, and, yes. and as we mentioned earlier, if they want to, you know, if, if drivers uh, or race teams want to come and, and let some people have some fun and, and swap out drivers, they can, they'd be able to do that as well. Um, and, uh, but typically, the, you know, it does start at 1 o'clock. It's pretty much wrapped up. People say, oh, 200 laps. They're used to watching a NASCAR race or an IRL race that, you know, sometimes 200 laps can last, you know, three, four hours. Uh, enduro racing, you're usually done in a couple hours. Yes. It, it's it's typically done in two hours. Um, the fuel stops are about every 50 laps because it's a half-mile track. Mm-hmm. We normally run eight-gallon fuel cells, so we can't go a whole bunch more than that. <laughs> right. And now you, earlier you mentioned Charlie Pinkala. Charlie, uh, a great guy, a past champion in the, uh, the old Midwest Enduro Series as well as a past champion at Wilmot Raceway in the street stocks. Uh, and he ran with us a little in the beginning of the season this year. Uh, he's done, doing, um, I guess he's looking into running a little bit of the uh, vintage-type stock cars because uh, he's got a very unique-styled Corvair body on his car. Um, but uh, it's funny, over the weekend, uh, he wasn't doing any racing. Uh, he was at a dirt go-kart track. Um, I'm not sure the exact location, uh, but he was helping his, ki- his grandkids 
um, and kind of given a little driving coaching um, there on on the go karts, and it was kind of neat to see on uh, on uh, his uh, on the Facebook page uh, with that information and pictures and that. Charlie, just a great guy. The whole Pincala family is, as you mentioned, uh, just great supporters of of short track racing. That's what they love. That's what they believe in. And uh, you know they're they're always helping to promote it, whether it be on Facebook page or or coming out to the races. I mean, there's a lot of times um, when Charlie and and the family would be just at the races, just watching as a spectator. Uh, so um, it, that's that's great to see. And I wanted to mention that uh, you know it was kind of neat uh, with what Charlie uh, what Charlie's doing when he's not driving a race car. <laughs> yeah. He's- there's, that's an amazing family. It's one of the true good families anywhere else, anywhere in the world. They're great people. Okay, and one more time, that Facebook page. Uh, uh, oh, Tim already got it. He's ahead of me. Facebook.com, <laughs> Midwest Stock Car Association. There we go. So folks can, uh, folks can see that right on the, on the show here. And uh, we certainly do wish you the best. Uh, I actually have another commitment Saturday. I'm going to be helping uh, uh, another group of special folks. I'm going to be officiating uh, Special Olympics uh, football over at Northern Illinois University in DeKalb on Saturday. Uh, that's an event that they've had scheduled now for a little while, and, and uh, they have a hard time getting volunteer officials, and they like to have that for the uh, Special Olympic athletes. So we're going to go over there, and they're, they're actually doing flag football in Husky Stadium. They're going to have four fields set up, and uh, we start games at 9 o'clock in the morning. We'll finish around 1, uh, I think, is the last game. So I might try to sneak over to Madison. I'm not sure how far it is. What, what do referees have in common with volunteers? Uh, what's that, Tim? They're, they're both good for nothing. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. <laughs> I'm gonna re- uh, and and I helped you get the gig with the Vipers. I don't know, you know, I'm giving <laughs> a hard time. I, res- I respect volunteers incredibly. I've been a part of many volunteer organizations. I'm the only one who's ever written a song about a referee. So <laughs> this is true. We're gonna have to have you work on one about a race car driver. There we go. Uh, that'll be the next thing. So. Uh, Jerry, uh, we certainly encourage everybody to come out to Madison this Saturday. Have some fun. The weather will be good. The food is always great. Uh, that uh, the John or John uh, Greg McCarns. The Johns are always great. Yes, <laughs> that Greg McCarns and his wife and his family put together. Uh, just a great, great uh, venue. They've done a lot of work out there at Madison. So if you haven't been out to uh, in Oregon, Wisconsin for a while, you want to do that. Uh, we wish you the best on Saturday. Uh, like I say, I might try to sneak over and see you on Saturday after we get done with the Special Olympics. Uh, but if not, have a great event, and uh, maybe you can uh, maybe you can join us next Monday for a little update and uh, on how things went. How does that sound? That sounds great. Thank you very much for having us on and helping me get the word out. All right. Thank you, Jerry. Have be, a great one. Be blessed, Jerry. Right. <coughs> Keep the shiny Bye-bye. side up and the dirty side down. And that was Jerry Galloway with the Midwest Stock Car Association. That'll be at the Madison International Speedway this Saturday for a 1 o'clock event that is a benefit uh, for youngsters. So uh, come on out and help support that. Uh, Speaking of Saturday, uh, this Saturday at uh, Beaver Dam Raceway will be the bumper-to-bumper IRA Outlaw Sprint Cars uh, for their final appearance at Beaver Beaver Dam this, uh, this coming Saturday night. 
And then this Sunday, September the 23rd, is the Bill Waite uh, Jr. Memorial Classic. That'll be down at LaSalle Speedway in LaSalle, Illinois. That is a kind of a twilight starting late afternoon program. Uh, the grandstands will open at 3 o'clock, hot laps at 5 o'clock, and they're going to start racing at 6 o'clock. And that is, uh, they're going to have the uh, bumper-to-bumper IRA Outlaw Sprint Cars. Uh, they're also going to have, and that's a uh, joint event with the MOA uh, Sprint Car Series. Uh, and there's also going to be uh, late models there as well. So, uh, And I believe the Autometer Wisconsin Wingless Sprints were added to that program. I'm not positive on that. Uh, but you can go to the IRA uh, website at uh, bumper to bumper IRA sprintcars.com, I believe is, is their website. Uh, the results from the Wilmot Raceway this last Saturday night has just it turned out to be a great event. You talk about youngsters. Thanks to the generosity of, of track uh, officials, of drivers, of crew members, of sponsors, uh, it was just, it worked out to be a great, great afternoon and evening. 68 youngsters went home with a new bicycle. 68. Uh, particularly want to thank Asphalt Contractors out of Union Grove. Uh, they supported the bike giveaway a, a lot. Uh, also Wings Etc., uh, Ron Horton, and uh, they donated a bike and their final event is going to be a week from Tuesday, uh, September the 25th. And we have several uh, drivers, race car drivers. The Crane Brothers are hoping to bring their cars uh, to the Wings Etc. show on Tuesday the 25th. And also, the Scouts are bringing their Beef Stick fundraiser. Uh, they're going to be having their Beef Sticks available, always popular. And that helps the Boy Scouts of the Twin Lakes area are going to be there on Tuesday, September the 25th. Any race car drivers that want to come join us, race fans that want to come join us, they've been getting over 100 classic cars and custom cars, and like I say, we're going to have some race cars there, as well as the Cunis Country Ford State Line Superstore Pace Truck will be there as well from the Wilmot Raceway. So racing may be over, but not the shows and not the fun. So come on out September the 25th to the um, wings etc etc i was corrected et no etc i had a gentleman come up to me and he says i was an english teacher it's not etc it's et then ask him how to pronounce colonel i (laughs) my grandson colonel craig wilcox has his signs everywhere and my grandson says colonel I said, it's not Colonel, it's Colonel. But he says, Papa, there's no R in there. <laughs> I said, well, buddy, I don't know what to tell you. The English language is pretty amazing. Well, we, d- we did mention earlier that the, uh, the discount shop tiles, Dirt King's late models, uh, were at the Wilmot Raceway this last Saturday night, uh, brought to you also in part by Allied Resource Recovery. And uh, they honored the, the memory of Jim Wildman Watson, a longtime racer at the Hales Corner Speedway and in the uh, southeastern Wisconsin, northern Illinois area, uh, who passed away suddenly uh, this past summer. He had also moved on, and he was a member of the championship Furniture Row racing team of NASCAR that won the NASCAR title last year uh, with Martin Truex Jr. behind the wheel. Uh, the Furniture Row racing team uh, sent hero cards actually martin personally did 
sent hero cards that were given away um, a limited number as folks came into the grandstand area. There were so also some T-shirts uh, that were given out by the feature winners in Victory Lane last Saturday. It just worked out to be a great, great event, and it was Mitch McGrath out of Waukesha, Wisconsin, winning his second uh, Dirt Kings late model feature in a row. He also won at uh, Plymouth Dirt Track a week ago, and uh, they have a couple more events co coming up still on their schedule, and you can go to dirtkings.com, uh, I think it is. Uh, but we definitely want to thank Allied Resource Recovery for helping to bring the late models in. Uh, we also had uh, the Autometer Wisconsin Wingless Sprints, which were pre presented by MLS Auto of Paddock Lake, Wisconsin. And the feature win went to one of our former, former guests this year, Dennis Spitz out of Lewisburg, Kentucky. Won his first wingless sprint car feature ever. It's his first year in it. I was kidding him. I said, are you still a rookie? And he says, well, I guess. He's been racing for 46 years in all kinds of racing. Won a couple of MRA championships at Wilmot. But uh, he scored a great, great win. He got around Chris Dodd with about two laps to go. And it was just it was just an awesome uh, event. Uh, and, so uh, does he get rook Rookie of the Year consideration? He gets consideration, but ironically, uh, it looks like Matt Vanderveer of oh, Zion... Nice who won our uh, winged title. Uh, it was his first year in a wingless car, and uh, Matt ended up in the top 10 in points. Yeah. So I, got a, I, I haven't seen the final points, but I got a feeling Matt ended up edging him out. And actually, Chris Dodd was also a first-year driver in the wingless. So um, it, it was just a great show. We had 40 of them on hand and just a, a super, could, super race. Could we add a new race? That, and I would participate in it gladly. We could call it like the Driving Miss Daisy race. <laughs> let's see who can go the slowest and finish uh, Alaska. After watching those guys out there on the, on the track, you know, just warming up the other night, these guys are incredible athletes. Oh, uh, they but, are. You know, IT's I NASCAR stands for non-athletic sports centered around rednecks. Uh, but these uh, these young men and women are out there uh, in these vehicles. Not only are they taking their life in their hands, they're living on the edge, and it's just it's a riot to watch them. Right, and Tim Cox, tip of the hat to Tim, another past guest out of Park City, did win the championship at Wilmot in the Autometer Wisconsin Wingless Sprints. Uh, he finished in fifth in the feature event, uh, I believe it was, but uh, he did score... Uh, he did score the championship without winning a feature event all season. Uh, and, um, you know, congratulations to Tim Cox and the Meyer Racing Team. That says a lot about consistency because he was just always up there in the always top Always up there. He said he, he said he was pretty sure he always finished at least in the top six. Yeah. So uh, a, a tip of the hat to Tim uh, and congratulations to him. Uh, moving into the Modifieds, <laughs> great feature there. Mike Simons II out of Genoa City, the track champion uh, at Wilmont the last two seasons. He edged out his team car and good friend, Tony Izzo. Uh, Tony Izzo is out of Capron, Illinois. And uh, Tony led the first 18 laps of the race. Mike got him with two laps to go. And, uh, hey, you know, life happens. But it, it, was, it was great to see the two of them exchange handshakes in the infield before I interviewed Mike. And uh, it, was, it was just a lot of fun. So uh, a tip of the hat to Mike Simons, the second, and also to Tony Izzo 
and that was in the modified division that was presented by Unita Iron and Sandblasting. JR's Record Service of Waukegan presented the street stocks, and it was Cody Potter out of Pell Lake, Wisconsin, winning the feature in a really uniquely looking six, uh, 57 Chevy. Uh, so that was kind of neat, and he beat out Mark Baker of Big Bend, who was the uh, champion at Wilmont uh, for the 2018 season. So as I mentioned, that wraps up the season at Wilmot. Uh, thanks, uh, and I also want to uh, uh, give a shout-out to Dave Kamholtz. Uh, Dave, I apologize. We had some miscommunication uh, between the infield and up in the tower. Uh, definitely and always enjoyed working with you at Lake Geneva Raceway and when you would stop in at Wilmont. You are definitely more than welcome to come down and visit with me at Wilmont and, and join me on the microphone, and, and uh, we'll be talking uh, during the offseason. Uh, Dave, a, Dave, a really nice guy, does a lot with rescue dogs. He and his wife do. They've got like three of them. Uh, almost all the time so he's really you know really looks out for those uh, those uh, little ones so Dave thanks a lot uh, and again apologize for the miscommunication and uh, and uh, we'll work on uh, on getting that better and I definitely would like to have you come back and join me in 2019 at the Wilmot Raceway um, also um, let's see if I've covered everything that I wanted to cover uh, pretty much I've covered everything I've wanted to cover. How much time we got here, boss? We have about two and a half minutes. Okay. Um, I do want to clarify something, and, I, and again, the racing community is fantastic. I, I put a photo of myself and Kathy and uh, a gentleman named Brother Stephen. Brother Stephen, one of the Benedictine monks from, uh, from um, Bennett Lake, uh, Wisconsin, uh, that had moved on to Conception Abbey down in Missouri uh, to retire. Uh, unfortunately, he fell about a week ago and uh, suffered some head injuries and, and passed away. Oh, uh, Brother Stephen. He's a good guy. I've, I've met him before. Oh, fantastic. Uh, and um, he's not a biological brother of mine or Kathy's, but he's a brother and uh, uh, very special to Kathy's and my family. And our thoughts and prayers go out to him, to all the, the monks because uh, they are family. That's their family, is, is, is the brothers. Yeah. Uh, there will be a memorial mass for him a week from tomorrow on the 25th at the Bennett Lake Abbey uh, at 11 o'clock in the morning. And um, thoughts and prayers are, are with Brother Stephen. Um, Do you know Brother Donnie over in Mundelein? Uh Know the name. I'll introduce you to him sometime. He is just the most incredible guy. So. All right. We're down there in that last, uh, coming in that last minute and a half, so. Alrighty, so it's time to wrap things up. Uh, I also want to thank Lee and Pat Tibbetts uh, for coming out to the Libertyville Senior Center last Wednesday. We had a lot of fun, uh, and thanks to Libertyville Manor uh, for helping to put that together with Wilmot Raceway. So now we will dedicate our racer's prayer to Brother Stephen, uh, Caleb, and Eddie Kalber. Lord, I pray as I race today, keep me safe along the way. Not only me, but others too as they perform the jobs they do. I know, God, that in a race, I, the driver, must set the pace. But in this race of life, I pray, help me, Lord, along the way. Although I know I am a sinner, help me to believe that with God, I'm always a winner. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Let's Go Racing. Now keep the shiny side up and the dirty side down. 
make this your best day yet. God bless.